Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Carestio. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we are talking all about sewing spaces. How do we best utilize them, organize them, and everything in between? We will also cover some fall fabric tips and what's in our stash that we're sewing up for the new season. Then we'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, then we'll answer a listener question. But before we begin, how is everybody doing? Doing okay. Feeling like slightly inspired to sew even. Wow. Yes. That mm-hmm. is always, mm-hmm. that's always a nice feeling. I'm still just getting over that it's like actually September. I know. <laughs> Happy National <gasps> Sewing Month. Oh, yes. Yes. Happy I, National Sewing Month. I love it. I love <laughs> September. I need to change my Fitbit face. I have one for Sewing Month. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, it's all sewing machine. It's real cute. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I don't even know how to. Yeah. I just have my rabbit as like all my <laughs> little bubby. Is totally all my... legitimate. That's your, that's your mascot, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. oh, I know. I'm just, I was sewing all this morning. And so that was fun doing some, finishing up some stuff from filming. I was, I tie dyed my first fabric and I was sewing with it for um an upcoming season of Style Revive which was super fun it turned Mm -hmm. out way better than I thought so that was and now I feel like I'm just going I come I just have like a really like um obsessive you know and now I feel like I have I want to tie-dye everything like yes (laughs) I have so many ideas now I guess that's what happens yeah I love that oh yeah Oh, well, should we jump in? Let's jump in. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into our sewing space. <laughs> you did it. Or roll in. I always, yeah. 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 I think we've talked about this before, but yeah, like the rolling chairs are always so good when you roll around to different machines and stuff. <laughs> yes. We call this place our favorite space in the home, but sometimes storage and organization can be an issue. Sewing uses so much more than just a machine. You need tools, patterns, notions, irons, and more. So let's discuss what works and what doesn't work in our own sewing spaces to make it more organized and functional. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we're all recording from our sewing spaces right now. That's right. And yes. I'm glad you can only see the a very small portion of it. Because I, I feel like when you're like, what what does and what doesn't work? I was like, mm, I feel like I've got a good example for doesn't for everything. <laughs> you <have> yes. <laughs> it's a sad state, y'all. It's a sad state. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I desperately need to clean my sewing room. And I feel like I just did it. Um, yes. They get messy so fast. They do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a pretty good habit of after every project, I, like, totally, like, clear it of um, everything that has pertained in that project. So I'm pretty good at that. But, yeah, it's just – it's it gets messy quick, and that's, which is why organization is super key. And so I want to kick it off by just saying, like, what is – just the most annoying thing to store and organize in your studio. Just like you always need it, but it's just like it could be like a weird shape. Those are too. It's just like hard to organize it. What is the most annoying thing? I have two. Can I start? Yes. One yeah. is my you go, scra- you go my ahead. scraps. I mm-hmm. yes have, yeah yeah. Like, no matter I. I have them in a laundry bin, actually, so they're out and visible, which I think is part of the problem. But every every like once every six months, I kind of I try to go through them and throw, like let go of some, um, but they just keep they they're overwhelming, um, and I never know what to do with them. The other thing is printed and tiled PDF patterns. I still have not figured out uh, yes. what to do with those. And I don't want to roll them or fold them. So they're sitting in a flat stack on the floor and like just 
collecting thread, collecting dead spiders. You know, they're just, I, I have not figured out how to do it. I've thought about doing the, the hanger approach, um, but I have just not invested in it. So yeah, that's my, those are my two. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is straight up fabric because mm. there's just never enough space for all the fabric I have. Um, my sewing room is very small. I can't imitate Meg and have giant tubs because there's no place to put the giant tubs. Um, <laughs> so it's it's always a, okay, where where can I put this? Where, where can I get this out of the way? Um, and also I have a storage problem right now with thread um, simply because I have more than my thread racks will hold. And I have, I have yes. a new thread rack, but I don't have a good wall space to put it on. So I'm still trying to f- figure out where to put this empty thread rack <laughs> so that I can put all my extra thread on it. So that's, those are my big challenges, I think. Ooh, I did think of one when you were talking serger cones. Mm-hmm. They don't Surger fit cones. on oh, yeah. thread racks. I've got a basket for mine. It's not efficient. Sorry, just wanted to chime no, in. No problem at all. I actually have a thread rack that specifically got the the long dowels mm, for nice. the cone thread. So and then my my new one also is has long, long dowels. So once I get it up, the cone thread that does not currently fit on the one I have can go on there. I'm hoping to split it between serger thread and regular thread if I ever find somewhere to put it. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah, I think I've mm-hmm. resorted. Yeah, and my serger threads are like lined up at my windowsill, and like I'm like mm-hmm. they're decoration. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but yes, thread is definitely like serger cone, especially mm-hmm. thread is one of my. But my most annoying thing, and I realize this is a privileged. Um, I am privileged to have this problem, but machines. It's I. Can't, it's the most I annoying thing to organize the store because. Yeah, because I can't like stack them. I can't. It's just, um, it's, they're just annoying to store. And <laughs> when I want to swap, like, I wish I could just have all the table. Like, I wish I could just have them all out. Like, um, hopefully, um, I mean, I am moving. So, in my new sewing space, I will try it, or, but I still think I'll run into that big of uh, an issue because I have lots of machines. So that's the most annoying thing for me to store. <laughs> oh. I'm slowly, I'm slowly joining you there. I am, I've got quite a collection in my little home sewing space. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. So do, I, I think I know the answer for Amanda, but <laughs> does your sewing space like storage and kind of utilization function like fully as you need it to as of right now. You know, I think mine functions and that's part okay, of the yeah. that's part of the problem. Like if it didn't function, I might be inspired to try to change it up. Oh, but that's true. It functions, but at this point, it's not a space I really want to be in. So I guess in that way, it's uh, not super functional. Um I just need to spend some time in it. And I, I think there are some other things I could try, some different layouts. Um, I just, it's not the thing that I want to spend my sewing time doing, yeah. which is the problem. Definitely. How about you, Kate? Um, I think mine, like you said, it, it kind of functions because I kind of make it function. Right. Um, yeah. But so my, my, my great shame is that um, my sewing space is also our uh, spare bed, our, our, basically our guest room, and yeah. it ha- it's a tiny room, and so it's only got a twin bed on it. But as you can imagine, that twin bed is piled up a foot high with sewing <laughs> crap <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's like, I don't know where to put this. Okay, toss it on the bed. I'll figure it out later, except... I never do. So it just keeps getting higher and higher. So you can't use the room as a guest room. And also, I do not feel good about the fact that I just have a flat bed size space that is just sort of a catch all for everything. So um, that is not that is not functional the way I want it to be functional. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the solution is. So 
maybe you guys can give me some ideas as we talk through this. Yeah, I feel like mine, it's, it does, yeah, definitely fully, fully functions um, as I need it to be. But yeah, just not like, there's just a lot, I can't do every, there's lots of moving in between like sets. So I do a lot of filming in my Mm -hmm. studio too. So I can't just like, all right, I'm just going to quickly film. I need to like rearrange because I now I have my computer like desk in here as well because I want to be near the window. So it's like, I wish I could just have like a permanent film like set up. So if I wanted to just like jump on and film something, mm-hmm. then I could just do that instead of moving everything out of the way. But mm-hmm. I guess that would be my only thing. But I, f- I feel it functions pretty well. Um, and let's just go into just one thing. If you could change just one thing about your sewing studio space, what would it be? I would have better natural light. I'm in a, oh, a lower a level one. and I've got two windows and I feel also incredibly privileged to have a space that can function solely as a creative spot for me. I really feel so lucky, but I also sew a lot of black fabric and doing that when the light isn't terrific is definitely a challenge. I did once sew like a whole black garment with dark green thread because of it (laughs) and didn't realize it until the very end. (laughs) It was very subtle and I decided it was a design feature, but, um, but I feel like, you know, during the day it's okay, but I tend to sew more at night. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely the lighting is, is not ideal. Yeah. That's it for me. Mm. Well, for me, I would like to have that privilege of having this space be only my sewing space. Um, If I could, um, I think I've mentioned before that I have an embroidery machine and a serger, neither of which live in my sewing space because there's no room for them in here. Um, So if I could get rid of that bed, um, then I would have some more room for... um, some tables for the other machines and maybe some better storage solutions, that sort of thing. But there's really no other place in the house that we can put that. So it is what it is right now. How about you, Meg? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, I, <laughs> ironically, the one thing I would change is like, I could have like a wall. So, so I wouldn't have to have my bunny, Ugh, Billy, the little bunny is, a studio just chomper like mm-hmm. he like if I could just exclude I, I've lost two irons and he's chewed through two iron oh, cords he's no. chewed my sewing books like my textbooks all from school like I have them on a shelf and like the faces are all torn off of I just need a wall so it, I can bunny proof it when I like <laughs> that's my only thing that I would change for sure. Oh my gosh. But I guess it kind of keeps me, it keeps me neat because everything needs to be like off the floor. So I don't have like piles of stuff on the floor, which actually makes it look more neat all the time. And that's why I always have to like, I can't like leave my iron out now. I have to like wrap the cord and tuck it away or else I'll have a little, a little iron eater (laughs) charging around. Oh, Oh my gosh. The funniest thing. Um, I was uh, filming last week, and it was a an episode kind of on fixing some excess like accessories, like upcycling if like a pet has chewed them. So I did this whole like shoe upgrade, uh, and then guess who chews like no the upgrade again? Oh. <laughs> this morning I was like, oh, no, oh my god! So gosh. I'm like, well, I guess I have to. Uh, camouflage that again I was like oh my gosh it was so funny but oh it's just you just look at that little bunny face and you just forget like about (laughs) all that stuff oh it's just so funny oh oh I know definitely Um, same is true for kids and I definitely have some sneaky kids who like I shoot through your iron cord yeah yeah there's none of that (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it past them Um, but they like to steal my pattern weights. Like I can only find one of my little, um, the ball ones with Mm -hmm. the little beads in it because they're just too tempting. Oh, 
and they like to play with them. And um, so occasionally they'll drift out to other areas in the house. But I think I've taught them about the scissor thing. Like I've hammered it home enough times, like do not use my scissors for anything. Um, But it's a slow process, Mm. but they're cute. And that's what's important. (laughs) And that's what is important. I know those little sack things yes. are I I love them so much yes. like I always try and juggle them when I <laughs> yeah, they're so cute <laughs> they're a good thing to fiddle with for sure oh yeah they're very satisfying to just kind mm-hmm. of feel in your hands yeah I can't blame them do any do, do any of us I don't think I do but um like a sewing specific furniture do we do, do any of us have one that it's like it's meant to be like hold a sewing machine or it's meant to be a piece of furniture to like like um organize like a, a thread cabinet or a specific like do do any of us have any of those specific sewing furniture pieces I do um oh you my, do uh, yeah my my sewing machine my my standard singer my my basic one um I, that I inherited from my mom um she when she got it she got a table with it um that it drops down into you know folds over oh. and then you put the little thing on top that's where I'm recording from right now actually my sewing machine if I lift my knee I can bang it um oh really yeah <laughs> it's just it's just hovering above my knees and it's got a little uh it's got a little uh cab- like a little cubby um, to the side of where the machine goes. So it's nice because, you know, it's, it's a flat table. It fits in there and it has a little plastic piece that, that slides in, um, so that the whole bed is flat and, uh, it's, it's really nice to work with. I, I kind of love it. I don't have anything sewing specific, but the furniture that I do have is really special to me because I got it, right after I graduated from college. So I've been using them now for about 20 years. Um, And I refinished both of them to create a little set. One is, um, I have all of my like quilting cottons in a three drawer, like a short chest. And then my desk um, is a very, it's old, just kind of a, a pretty basic shape but I painted them to match each other. So they kind of have a set, like the outer (gasps) is kind of white. And then the drawers are like this mint green. And they've just always been my like fabric storage and sewing table. And they're really special to me. And they function pretty well, actually. Um, The drawers for fabric storage is not great. It's stuff that I don't, I probably won't be using. Um, very often it's, it's for more like the, the B storage option, you know, stuff that the deeper storage where I don't need to actually access it too often, but, um, but yeah, it's very special to me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I know. I, that's like on my number one top of my wish list. I want one of those like folding cabinets where it just yes. kind of all like folds mm-hmm. away. So I can just like put another machine on top of it. <laughs> yeah. And like store like yeah some of those like annoying little little things um yeah and and I really want a like my cutting table right now is like from my dad used to own like a catering company and so it's like a baker's table <laughs> it's like the stainless steel like baker's but it, I mean it functions awesome. but it'd be nice to have yeah but it'd be nice to have some sort of like like a cutting table that's more yeah. like like it has more specific you know, storage for like a bolts of fabric mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, like that would be kind of nice. So that's just like always been on my wish list to have like a, like a really packable away, um, almost studio. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just, just going with, um, leads me into my next question. Like for ourselves, like, do we like to have including fabrics and tools and everything, things tucked away or things open on the walls? You know, like I hear like have like a little pegboard with my rotary cutters. And I finally, 
I had I got all my fabric out and folded because when they were in a bin, I, you just never know what you have. Like, yeah. I just feel like I'm more likely to sew and use something if I can see it on a wall. Um, I know. So I feel like I'm like contradicting. I'm like, I want my sewing machines to be packed away, but I want all like my fabrics and kind of like reachable tools to be to be out. What's your take on things? Do you like things out and reachable or tucked away and neat? Um, I'd say by default, my mode is out and reachable because I'm <laughs> not currently putting anything away. Um, but I do, I, I agree with the fabric and I have, um, the fabric that I'm actually like my garment fabric is more in a bookshelf scenario. And I've kind of got a section for like what I'm going to sew next. And then I've got a woven section and a knits section, but I have outgrown it. Um, so I definitely have little piles around here and there and I could do with, um, go through it with a really honest look and get rid of some things. Um, but, but I definitely like having it out. I I feel like, I feel like I'd forget about it. And even when it, even when it's out, I forget about it. So, um, I think that's, that's more my mode. Yeah. Cause you just, you know, like I don't, I, I could spend some time reorganizing it. And I think I actually am going to do that because I'm, um, the, everything that was in my, so it soon category was more summer weight. So I think I'm going to go through and like pull out my, what I've got for, for fall and winter from my stash and give them a little spot. How about you, Kate? Um, I kind of go both ways. Um, if I use it often, um, I like it Mm. out. And if I don't use it as often, I like it, um, put away and there's, there's some kind of wiggle room in there, but, um, I have a, in, in this room, one of the things I love about it is it's got a, on two of the walls, it's got kind of a, a half wall with a, um, with like a four or five inch shelf, um, that runs around two of the Mm -hmm. walls. And so I can put a whole lot of stuff on there. Um, I have, uh, I have my CD player, um, from 1993, um, in case I want to listen to CDs. I also have a Bluetooth speaker now. Um, (laughs) but, um, but then I have, you know, a box where I keep my seam rippers and I have my basting spray and I've got, um, a little jar that I keep my, um, my labels in that's got a a pin cushion on top and then all of my rulers and my scissors. And I'm kind of looking around my, my pens, my, um, and my various marking tools and my pin cushions and my pins. And so all of those things are kind of within easy reach as I'm sitting here. If I need a seam ripper, I just have to reach. Um, and if I, you know, need, a different type of pin. I just have to reach and my machine feet sit up here too. So if I need to change feet, it's just right there. Uh Um, but then for example, my rotary cutters, except for one that I'm using, which is usually sitting on the cutting table, those go in a little Tupperware container. Um, I've got a set of shelves that are right above the sewing machine. And some of that is notions like that. Um, like that, uh, thing full of extra scissors and rotary cutters. And I also have mm-hmm. all of my embroidery thread and boxes up there because that's an entirely mm. different kind of thread that I have to store. Oh somewhere. my gosh. Um, but then <laughs> the rest of it is, is fabric that's kind of on the more likely to use range. And then I've got some tubs that go under the bed that have the less likely to use fabric. Um, and then some, another set of, um, shelves um over by the window that have some like some stuff up there that's marks for projects that he wants to do and um like all of my sparkly fabric has its own little space up there and so um much of it is out and easily accessible and a little bit of it is tucked away and then there's the bed where i have to go rooting through the pile of stuff <laughs> looking for that this episode is going to be so dangerous because I, I mean, I know. in the best way, because I'm like, I am really lacking in shelves in my sewing space. <laughs> like, I am totally, I, I'm going to do that. I, that would solve so many issues for me. Moving mm-hmm. on. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
That doesn't Kate, sound dangerous. That sounds helpful. No. I yes. think it's helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, Kate, aren't you worried about eventually, like, when you have a guest in, like, uh, a pin, like, a, some, like, at least one pin will be in there? <laughs> be like, oh. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I ever have anybody sleep over here, I'm going to have to vacuum, like, 16 times. <laughs> yep. Oh. oh, but I'm you know pretty that good at not dropping them or picking them up when I do. Hmm. Oh, I'm really bad at dropping them. I'm always like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I use the around. ones with the big decorative heads, usually the big flat decorative heads. So it's they're pretty easy to spot, they're easy to see. They don't yeah. disappear the way the the flat head pins mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I feel like for pins, too, you can never have just, like, one bin for pins. Like, I need, like, three. You need one where you, like – because I don't pin my fabric, like, where I'm sewing it. But then if I have my my pin cushion, like, my, I have, like, a magnetic holder, I need that on my kind of – because I lay everything out and pin everything. Then I take it over to my machine, and then I – 90% of the time I, I leave it there and then I need when I'm taking my yes. I have like this other little box for collecting pins mm-hmm. and then it's like then that one's empty over there but it's all my so and so then I have to it's just like I always need so many places for like pin collection pin mm-hmm. collection I have I, I have two yeah. magnetic holders for that oh, very yeah. reason like one in yeah. my cutting space and one in my sewing space uh-huh yeah I know I'm just always worried I think um we um, I've had a guest on in the past that kind of debunked this myth, but or maybe not. I'm just worried about magnetic pin cushions next to my like computer sewing machine. There's that. I don't think they're like I don't know because mine's pretty strong. When I put it on my steel table, it's like I need to like bleh, like really like, lift it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that's pretty impressive. Stuck there. So yeah, I know, you know what I'm you old- need to. You know what you need to get, Meg. You need to get some. Uh, nice strong magnets, and then you don't even need pattern weights. You just use magnets. That's, that's cool. Tr- oh yeah, because then they they stick to the table underneath. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. I mean, it, I don't give me too much that. Don't give me too much credit because I have a magnetic cutting board and a set of magnets <gasps> that I use instead of pattern weights when I'm using that oh. board. So it was right there in my head because that's one of the things that I do when I cut. <laughs> Nah, you're a genius. Oh yeah, I'm a genius. But make sure they've got yeah. make sure they have some loft so you can get your fingers around them. Because uh, mm-hmm. if they're too strong, then you sit there and you're trying to pry them up and it's a pain. You know, I never ever thought about that. Like using Meg and it kind of just like so it's like the fabric's a little sandwich in between the table yeah. and Hol- the uh holds the pattern and the fabric down to the table. Yeah, that's a that's well, that would be coming so handy for like when you're cutting like really lightweight stuff. It's sometimes mm-hmm. it's like so shifty when oh my gosh, oh I always learn something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. that's probably not a wide widely usable tip because I bet most of our listeners don't have steel cutting tables. But I, yeah, you, never, a- <laughs> you never know. <laughs> a baker's table, and it was actually also used at that was the bar at our wedding and now it's it's it was a baker's table then it was the bar and now it's my cutting table (laughs) oh i love that yeah Mm -hmm. and it's oh being on wheels is like amazing too um oh that's because sometimes i need to i like to when i'm cutting something out i need to be able to walk around the entirety of the table too like i find like in sewing spaces having things on wheels is really um key for me because it's it's although it's like open to our loft it's like the section's really tiny so I'm always like shifting things out and moving for like even when I'm getting pictures like angles um like near the window or away and if things don't have wheels I put those little felt pads on so I was always sliding things in and out and Mm. so that's always a good uh that I guess that would be one of my one of my tips that's a great (laughs) tip yes it is (laughs) This would be one of my tips. And also, another – let's just go into that. Let's just say, what are some of our just best space organization tips? I'll just jump in with my one, and it's having a extension cord, like, um, from the ceiling, like, coming down in the center, too. Because sometimes when I'm, like, mm-hmm. if I need some, like, a table in the center and setting up a separate machine or an iron or using an extra plug – I just, it's retractable. I just ordered it on Amazon and I just 
plug. I, it's if I'm not finding an outlet, if I'm using something else, I can just reach it down from the ceiling and then sling it back up. That's a I that's use a great that tip. All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even for extra lights and stuff, like some a lot of things with sewing that you just need so many outlets. I find I'm always running. Especially mm-hmm. you know if you have your computer in there and you're charging your phone and you're you know so many things. Um, so I love having an outlet really accessible. Yeah, that's especially in your in your space because it's so open. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I can't I can't think of any great work. I have no tips. tips. <laughs> I'm just looking around my my room and I'm like, no, that's not that that's not great. That's not great. I mean, I yeah. I find little like I find little basket sometimes like I have got a basket over there which has kind of supposed to be kind of a catch-all for um embroidery stuff stuff that goes with the embroidery machine and that came from the dollar store um and I've got some old mugs that somebody gave me that I use to keep my uh pens and marking tools and scissors and stuff in but I mean none of that is like groundbreaking that's like a basic organizational mm-hmm. information there um, um, I did make my own thread spool holder. You guys can kind of see it and maybe oh, I, I love probably have a good picture I, somewhere. I always look at it. It's, um, I just took a piece of wood and hammered some nails partially in and then spray painted the whole thing. And at the bottom, I've got things spaced out a little bit more, uh, a little bit further apart for scissors and my Mm -hmm. rotary cutters. And that thing, I've been using it for like 10 years now. And I'm mostly outgrown the number of spots for thread, but I do, I guess that's the one place where I will if I'm, if I know I'm not going to use it, I won't put it on there. Um, I'll put it away somewhere. So those are my most used threads Mm. and that's been really handy over the years. Um, you know, it's just a nice thing you, a DIY option. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to think, Oh, another, the best tool that I bought this year for my sewing studio was this, like, you can see it back there. It's a tiny vacuum and it also does like a blower as well so you can switch mm. the mode to tiny vacuum or like tiny like um uh what is, like a dust blaster thing because mm-hmm. I hate when you know buy always buying those reusable cans but then it has it so I can actually now like vacuum out my little threads and it even go on the floor and like when I'm nice. cutting fluffy stuff it's just a quick vacuum so I'm not having to get out like the big vacuum but I have used that so much. I guess that's not really organizational, but it's just like, it's been such a huge, huge help just having this quick, like little tiny vacuum, like just mm. <laughs> accessible to me. Uh, just, that's smart. Oh. No, mm-hmm. definitely. I don't think, even if your studio is completely organized, if it's covered with minky fluff, oh, you're I know. just not going to, it's not going to feel right. Um, and on that, on that note, um, I don't know if anybody else does this, but, um, I save my thread ends to stuff pin cushions with, um, or partially. I remember you saying that such Mm -hmm. a good idea. And, um, so what I do is I take, I have a, a mug and I put a plastic Ziploc baggie in it and then turn down the ends. And then I just put all my thread ends in there. And when it just gets overly full, I can just lift it up and zip the baggie closed and put a new one in there. Um, so it's a pretty easy, it's, it, it kind of keeps the thread ends all in place because I'm not tempted to drop them on the floor. And, um, and then it's a pretty easy way to get them up and ready to use for something. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I remember you telling that tip and that is such, and like, I just forgot about it. So I'm like, I need, I should have that like by my, yeah, but I, I'm just such in a habit of just, I just throw it on the floor and then I deal oh, me with too. it. <laughs> me too. Well, and my, I mean, my, my little room here is, um, is carpeted. So I don't mm-hmm. want to have to deal oh, with it right. tangling up. But like if I, if I was, if it was a space I could sweep, I wouldn't worry about it so much, but because right. it's a space that, you know, the, the threads are just going to get tangled around the vacuum and terrible if I try to vacuum them up. So I might as well just keep them in control when I'm working with them. Uh-huh. They also, for me, cause of my wheelchair, it's like, if I look at the wheels in my chair, it, it's like a carnival. <laughs> Memory lane, right? I, yeah. like, oh, I haven't sewn with that thread in years. 
<laughs> I did do that um, in the fall last year. I, I went through and took my wheels off and took everything apart and really tried to clean them out because like one of my wheels wasn't rolling anymore. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. Uh, that's me. what happens. Yep. <gasps> that's what happens. Oh, I just want to also um, start to close it out with saying what sort of – I mean, we're, we're sewers. You know, we're creative people. It, it, and I feel like an, ins- an inspiring space is also – it can be important to a sewer. So what are our, like, favorite decorations or things of inspiration that we have in our studio that don't really function as anything but just make, like, decorating your sewing space where you sew? You know, I don't have a whole lot, but you guys can see them back there. I think it was I think it was in December or November of last year when we did our holiday social and I hung up some Christmas lights that are actually thread spools and I left those I up love those. because mm-hmm. they're kind of cheerful and yeah. um they're not oh, yeah. super holiday or anything, but that's definitely one of my main just because items. And I have a few things that I've made over the years. Um, but I could, I'm due for a refresh. I think, Mm -hmm. I think I could change out the art. Yeah. Maybe get a plant. Mm -hmm. Um, well, as I mentioned, I am struggling to find room, uh, to put a thread spool holder. Um, and we've got a lot of, I got a lot of shelves on these walls, so I don't have a lot of decoration decoration but I do have a cabinet behind me um you might be able to see a little bit of it I'm not sure um behind my blanket fort over here um that is actually used to store some stuff that has nothing to do with sewing at all whatsoever it's got like all of our vases in it and some uh, china I inherited from some various people and all of my soaping supplies um from when I made soap, which I haven't done for a while, um, mostly because that space is now currently filled with an embroidery machine. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, I've got some um, decorative plates um, that uh, you know, so one of them's part of a china set that I have. One of them was, I think, a gift for our wedding. A um, couple of them are just things that I picked up somewhere or somebody gave me. I can't remember, but um, they're kind of a fashion plate kind of look. And uh, yeah, I have them up there and possibly some of the vases that don't fit in the, yeah, some of the vases that don't fit into the cabinet are up there. So it's um, not highly decorative, but it's not terrible and they kind of make me happy (laughs) hanging out back there. What about you, Meg? I have so many fake plants. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I'm looking, I'm looking at, there's one on my desk it's fake. I have a fake flowers. I have, these are fake. I have a huge fake palm plant right there and I have another fake fern right there. And so I guess I've just accumulated a lot of fake plants. (laughs) I guess they really inspire me. It's the best way to keep them healthy. You know what? Yeah. (laughs) I forgot that in the other side of our loft, I have a real plant and I can't remember the last time I put an ice cube in it. So I'm probably going to do that after. So yes. I think plants just really get me through because <laughs> I look at them. They never, they never, um, they never will. They, they're always, they're just always going to be there and in their mm-hmm. best shape. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, definitely not. I like it. <gasps> oh, I and like it. even this one, it has like fake water and it's like, you put like, you touch it and it's like jelly um, <laughs> and it just makes me happy. So fake I plants are really, uh, really what um, inspire my decor. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead, man. Oh, no, no, no. I honestly forgot what I was going to okay. say. <laughs> I was just going to say before we end this conversation, I wanted to talk a little bit about dream sewing spaces because I have been campaigning with my husband. I probably mentioned this on the podcast before for a separate studio space. We have some room in our backyard. We could build a little separate studio building. And we've, um, 
wood prices are pretty high right now. I think all supply prices mm-hmm. are pretty high. So oh, it yeah. might be something that we have to put off for another year. But we looked into it. It's not terrible. I feel like it would be really nice to have a separate space with like some big French doors, better lighting, separate from the house. So I'm still yeah. I'm still campaigning. Um and we'll see where I get, but that is my dream. Mm. What about you guys? I would like to have a bigger room that was just for sewing and maybe maybe crafting. Like maybe I could yeah. could could add some of my other crafting things in there if I had, you know, all that space. But um I would love to be able to have somewhere where my embroidery machine is always out and my serger yeah. is always out and I can do what Meg does and just roll between them. Um mm-hmm. instead of having to actually go and get my serger out and every time I need to surge anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's my that that's my starting place. Is is I just yeah. I just want a bigger space that I don't have to share with um, another use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also the option of like renting a space, and I know several yes. sewists online. You know, I think that you know if it was part of your business or you were blogging, and there was a business angle for you, like. Maybe having a separate studio space really makes sense. So you could like transition into work mode. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that would be my, I think, dream space would be to like go somewhere else, like outside the home. Yeah, Yeah. either like Amanda, what you're describing. Yeah, or like um, renting like a separate studio. Mm -hmm. So it's like I like working from home for so long, just like having a like division and like being able to wait, like just getting out. Um, but yeah, just like a room as of like my short term dream <laughs> sewing goals are just to have like a yeah dedicated room with a door so I can when I'm done yeah. work or sewing, shut the door and just like kind of enjoy um, just like have a little bit more separation because right now like I, I can lay in bed and like look at my pile of fabric and like, like, Oh, like I could do, Oh, oh, oh I still need to sew those. And like, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it can be a lot. So that's, there are so many like unique co-op spaces for artists now. And even like, I oh, feel yeah, like there's a lot sure. of options that it doesn't have to be something that's, you know, a super huge investment for you. It's, it feels more doable than it used to, to have a separate space to rent or Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that was that was there's fun. Another, I know there's a <laughs> yeah, I know there's another. Maybe you should. I'm not sure about what the resources are in Colorado, but there's a company in uh, Toronto called Giant Containers, and they take shipping containers and turn them into cool office studio spaces. And you just people put them in their backyard, and so it's not like the wood line, but they are so cool. Like mm-hmm. that would that's kind of like our dream too uh, is to have like. And you can even like stack what you're talking about. Like yeah. we can um, get them in a backyard and like stack them so Julian can have his space and my space. Yeah, but the idea of like a, a separate even like entrance from outside to a studio yes. is just like so amazing. Dreamy. Yeah. Well, um, y'all know I want a yurt. Oh, like <laughs> I want a sewing yurt. Oh, a yurt. Yes. But okay. Yes, I will settle. Like those, they're pretty pricey. I would settle for like a prefab studio space that someone <laughs> could put together in my backyard. Maybe someday. We can dream. Yeah. Yes, we can always dream. We can dream. Yeah. But that being said, too, all you re- – like, this is just, yes. you know, um, you really only need a table and your yep. dining room table if you want – yeah, especially if you're just getting started sewing. You don't totally. need a permanent setup. Like, it's um, – you really can um, – just have a dining room table. You yes. function as you cut out your fabric and you bring out your machine. And there are really cool, like, uh, I was looking into it, even like fold away. Like it's almost like a Murphy bed for first mm-hmm. day. Like the mm-hmm. desk folds down, you can store. Like there are so many cool, like small station things. But yeah, I do kind of just dream of that too, just like in a, a small space. But yeah. I just have too much stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of sewing that I do. But yeah, you don't need all the space, but um, 
if you have the luxury of having a dedicated space, it's, yeah, it's nice to make it functional and inspiring and mm-hmm. all that, all that fun stuff. So yeah. it's always just fun to talk about too. Yep. <laughs> I'm totally going to like redo my space after this. <laughs> all right, let's take a break and then we'll yeah. jump back in with a little bit of fall fabrics. Woo! Okay, if there's anything that is going to get me finally excited about fall this year, it's going to be the fabrics. That's oh, that's yeah. what keeps me going. Um, and I feel like there's, there's a lot of us who fall into that category. Um, so, Megan, Kate, what fall fabrics are inspiring you this year? Well, I am... Uh, I'm still really liking that. I can't remember what the trend was actually called, but the 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 kind of drapey, capey blanket oh, yes. wrapped around you kind mm-hmm. of trend. Mm-hmm. So the things that are really kind of calling out to me are the things that kind of kind of bring to mind sort of blankets, like um, some of the light wools, flannels, fleeces. You know that sort of um, stuff that you just kind of want to drape over yourself and go strutting out to, I don't know, pick a pumpkin or something. (laughs) Pick a pumpkin. (laughs) Yeah. We actually have a pumpkin farm not far from our house, so that's not as weird as it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mine is just everything like velour. Yeah, I just I I made like a set, but it's like a kind of a summer velour set. So it's like capris and a t-shirt, but it's like striped green velour, and I I love it. And I have all this lime green velour. I just want to make matching velour sets all fall and waffle knits too. I'm super into waffle knits this year. I, I I'm just really excited for knit. I'm doing I, all my fall fabrics are all really like knits this year I, yeah. I can't think of like a woven fall fabric that I except like I have a kind of a I'm trying to look at my stash right now like it's like a thicker like denim type thing I want to make a pair of pants out of but that's about it I too feel like as soon as fall and winter are on the horizon I think more about knits um yeah more cozy things I'm definitely, I've got a few rib knits on my list. Oh, yeah, rib knits. And definitely like waffle knits. I love waffle knits. I feel like they don't, I mean, they're not, they're not always super sexy. They kind of have that like a little bit athletic, a little bit, maybe there's, I don't know if there's a masculine vibe because they remind me of like thermal underwear. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love them. I love the texture. I'm also, I just picked up some flannel and it's still super hot here in Colorado. So I kind of surprised myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to get me in the fall zone. I think I'm going to make a shirt with it. And then I'm just, we did our, uh, our fall issue of So News was all about denim. And I just, in doing that issue, I just realized like I really do love denim. And I do think, I mean, it's it's kind of an all-year-round fabric, especially because there are so many weights. But in the fall and winter is when I definitely think about maybe maybe making another pair of jeans, which is on my list, overalls and denim. I mean, it just there's so much variety. You can do stripes, you can there are different colors. It's really lovely to work with, I find. Um, and I just mm-hmm. I love it. I love denim. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, denim. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you if you have to pick a favorite from one that we have talked about already, please do. And then can you guys like what are your tips for fall fabrics? Because I feel like, you know, maybe fall and winter is not the best time to sew the best fabric in the world, which is linen. Um, and it's so also so easy. Some of those fall fabrics can be a little tricky. So, um, for mine, for denim, one thing that I, I'm sure I read it in project instructions at some point, but my, my top tip for denim is to just hammer it. Like when you're dealing with those big layers, hammer them down and it softens the denim a little bit. And it can also, 
um, thin it out if you've got like a really bulky area around your waistband. If you just hammer it a little bit, it'll it'll kind of you don't want to go overboard because you'll you'll um, change the the color of the fabric. You'll it, it kind of breaks down the fabric a little bit. But if you're gonna do um, you know, a button fly, hammer that fly down, get it nice and flat before you put it under your machine. Um, you can hammer like a thicker area on the hem, just hammer it down. And then you have less of a bulky seam to go over. Um, someone out there somewhere is probably cringing because they don't want to hammer things like fabric, but I find that it's super helpful, especially with, with bulky seams, bulky areas where you're, where you still need to get in and do some sewing. So yeah, bring out the hammer. You nice just like literally know. just hammer the, the fab, like the seam I just and hammer just... it. I do. Like just hammer mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> just hammer it. Like before That's you, so cool. um, like especially the waistband. Like if you're going to do, um, like a jeans button where you are, you hammer it in. Um, I do a little bit of pre hammering just to make sure all those layers are laying flat and it's, um, so cool. I just feel like it, it helps. Um, I also hammer my, um, button loops before I attach them because you make those button loops and then you fold them under and then you have to stitch across that and they're super, you, you press them, but they can still be pretty bulky. So I just hammer both ends before I sew them in place. So yeah, give it a try. Hmm. Interesting. Really good tip. I didn't even like, I have a hammer in my studio for when, you know, I'm doing grommets and stuff, but I never thought to just like hammer a belt because that is like on jeans. Like when you have that, it's so many layers of Mm -hmm. that denim. Um, I'm so going to utilize that one. That's a a a great tip. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And it's therapeutic, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) I am going to pick for my favorite. I actually love working with flannel um, mm-hmm. and it's it's so cozy and I love to make my favorite patterns out of it. Um, but my my tip is not nearly as useful. Um, no, it is useful. <laughs> it's not as interesting. Um, pre-wash, pre-wash mm-hmm. flannel, pre-wash mm. it hot, dry it hot because cotton flannel will shrink. And if you're using other types of flannel, eh, I don't know why you would use polyester flannel if that one won't shrink. But if you're using wool, um, well, look at the instructions on that one. But um, definitely, definitely make sure to pre-wash because um, you're going to lose, you're, you're going to lose some, some uh, size on your flannel. And if you do it after you've sewn your garment, your garment is going to be too small. So make sure you do it when it's still just flat fabric. And you may need to add a little bit of yardage just to be Mm -hmm. sure. Oh yeah. Agreed. I wonder why that is. Is it just because of the weave of flannel? It just kind of contracts? I'm not, I'm not sure, honestly, because certainly I work with quilting cotton sometimes too, and I don't have that much trouble with it, but um, flannel really, flannel really shrinks aggressively. So, yep. I wish I knew mm. the answer to that question. Sorry. Well, that just let me know that I won't be getting any flannel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take this new flannel I just bought and go wash it. Yeah, you go wash it. Um, trying to think of my tip. I guess my tip, like I really like sewing a lot with like um uh like more high pile fabrics. Like even like minky. I like to sew like sweaters and minky. I like that uh, like luxurious look. And I just think really going for it with your walking foot. Just install your mm. walking foot for those. Like when I filmed an episode of uh, Style Revive and I was kind of doing my first like actual quilt with minky. Um. I installed a walking foot and it was so much easier to sew, to sew with. Um, so I guess just put on that walking foot. I love that. That's a great tip. Yeah, definitely. And then ha- you hammer it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be really gentle and then just hammer it. <laughs> well, thanks. I think I'm, I think I'm getting there, y'all. I think I'm, I'm feeling the, the inspo. Yeah. Are you? 
Well, I am. if you're feeling the inspo, let's mm. jump into our Sojo segment. That was really smooth, you guys. Um, this is where we talk smooth. about this is where we talk about what what is inspiring us and our sewing. Um, so, Meg, why don't you start us off? Hmm. Well, I don't know. That's a good. I. I'm just kind of like in between things. I've just been lots of stuff has been going on, kind of like outside sewing. So I haven't really thought about sewing too too much. I think. Um. I. I. I am a little bit just kind of getting ready to sew for fall. I have a. I actually have a Penrose. Uh, blouse that I have cut out that I want to sew. So I guess that's kind of, I just need to finish. I have a Pietra pants and a Penrose blouse that, that match. And so that's kind of like my last, I just kind of restricted myself on any more like summer things to, to cut. So I'll finish those. And then uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm kind of getting, ex- I'm getting excited for fall. Like I really am um, kind of some fall cozy sewing too. So, oh, but I did make, um, the uh, I finally cut and made the Helen's Closet Reynolds dress, like the maxi version. Mm. Obsessed with it, and I really want to make another one because you could so wear it for fall too. Like I'm picturing it over like a turtleneck, like the long hemline. I think with boots would be super cute. So I'm excited about playing around with that pattern for fall. So I guess I had a lot of so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm That's like, so I don't want to sew. <laughs> I love that. Oh. How about you, Amanda? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm slowly coming around, but I think before I really hop into fall, I've got a few more things to finish up. Um, We have our new collection of beginner-friendly patterns coming out on the SoDaily.com website. And in that is a new t-shirt pattern that I just realized I've already made I've made four of them already and I'm working on another one. And then I, I, I feel like Instagram knows me so well. And I keep getting these Instagram story ads that are just kind of amazing. Um, and I shared what this was with Meg yesterday and it's a, it's a new, it's another hack idea for this t-shirt that involves fringe. And Mm. I don't know who I am anymore but I'm going to try this hack <laughs> with some fringe on nice. this new t-shirt called the Trinchera t-shirt. And it's a cropped t-shirt, but I, I don't know. I've already made four. It's, it's kind of become a, a very quick um, TNT for me. So yeah, fringe is next. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm still, uh, I'm still kind of off my um, actual, sewing with a machine at the moment. Um, I did just finish up a spate of masks um, because as I was mentioning to my co-hosts earlier before we started recording, I'm going to an anime convention this weekend. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I work it every year. Um, And so we're doing a mask mandate this year to keep everybody nice and safe. And so I made several anime themed um, masks, which I'm excited to wear. Um, But also earlier this week, I had a sudden urge to go down to my sewing room and start sewing. I didn't, but um, I had the urge (laughs) and the urge was to make a, a Trina blouse Last year, I made a Trina dress, and I kind of love it, but Mm -hmm. I don't wear dresses around very much. Um, So I want to make a blouse version, and um, last year, (laughs) I think like in November, we did a second Sew Your Roll, uh, which I never actually made. Uh, So what I rolled was purple print and a bow. And so this uh, particular fabric that I already picked up for this will fulfill that uh, sew your roll. So uh, we'll see if I actually get around to doing that. I'm kind of feeling like it might be might be my thing. So exciting. Yeah, I just have to remind myself with the it it, what it it, by victory patterns, the Trina, it's such a beautiful pattern. 
-hmm. It really is. Um, I really love the kind of kimono look that it has. Um, and probably because I'm headed to that anime convention is part of the reason I'm kind of feeling it today. <laughs> but I know I'm going to have a lot of inspiration in front of me because people have had two years to work on their cosplays. So they should be pretty spectacular this year. Can't wait to see them. All right, let's jump over to our sew and tell segment. Uh, we have a listener question today that is, what's one pattern in your stash that you haven't sewn and why? Meg, why don't you start us off? It's the, uh, what's the one? It's the Kiello, I believe. It's like the wrap, it got the jumpsuit. Uh, and it has a dress version. I think it's the Kiello by Named. Yes. Just, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've wanted to make the – I have it, like, all, like, printed. I just – I don't know why, but <laughs> it's. I think it's a good fall one because it has a long sleeve and, like, mm -hmm. long – so maybe it's just – it's been too hot. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that pattern. So I've been wanting to make it for so long, and so I have it printed out, and I just – too hot. I think I have a couple, actually, if I really looked in my pattern, especially those digital patterns. I feel like they can hide out oh, yeah. and you can forget about them and yeah. sometimes buy them again. Um, but I I printed out and I tiled the Archer shirt by Ooh, Grainline Studio. Yeah. And it's a great collared shirt. And I was super excited to, to make a couple. And then I didn't because I think um, there was another button-up shirt pattern that I had. And right at that same time, the sleeve expansion pack was, um, was released. So I made that instead. But I think maybe for this flannel, I can go back to that, that Archer shirt mm. and, and use it um, – I'm thinking something kind of oversized, so maybe I'll size up. But that's such a great pattern. It's been around for a while. People love it. Um, it's a great classic. And I just, I don't know why. It's just been sitting there waiting for me. Well, I have a large range of costume patterns that I pick up on um, Impulse that I don't actually sew, mostly because they require like seven yards of fabric and that sort of thing. But um, the not costume pattern that pops into my head is uh, actually the Penrose blouse. Um, I've been meaning to make it. I love it. I'm sure it's great. I just, I just haven't haven't gotten there since the weather's been right. Um, I haven't been very inspired to sew this year, especially this summer, and it just. It hasn't happened yet, but I don't know. That one has a kind of mid-sleeve, right? Well, there's... let me tell you about the sleeves. <laughs> Talk to okay. Meg about the sleeves. Meg, tell me about the sleeves. <laughs> um, my favorite way to make the, the pen roses, I did like a, a sleeve extant, uh, expansion pack. Um, it's available. I think it's available at... Um, on the Husqvarna Viking blog, um, mm -hmm. as a mm -hmm. yeah, as a special expansion, but it's elasticated at the wrist, and it it creates such a beautiful silhouette with the the gathers. It's and it has um, added gathers at the crown, like the Penrose. Do it doesn't have gathers physically along the sleeve, but the expansion does, and it's like I like it better than the not the best, but I just I really like it. Um, yeah, I guess it, for fall too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it really so I totally I do that for fall. Totally, totally. I think the sleeve like balances out the length of the blouse in some yes. magical way. And yeah. that with the square neckline, I, I have made a mm. sleeved option and I cannot wait to wear it again. All right. Well, yep. I am feeling quite a bit more inspired to undertake there that project. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I will put it on my list. Put it on the list. <laughs> I did start a fall list, so I'm on my I way. I need to start a fall list. Oh, I need to do a fall list too. <laughs> I mean, time. I've got one in my head, but I need to like right. write it down so it actually happens. Right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. right. Well, that was a really fun episode, you guys. I'm My sewing space needs some love, and I feel like that might be the thing to, to actually get me to spend some time in here. So I'm going to yeah. do it. Yep, yeah, me too. Um if nothing else, we're getting our windows replaced and we need to 
make access to the windows. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to uh, make sure that that bed gets cleaned off as a first step to that. So <laughs> got to do it. Yeah, I know this is a good episode to get me thinking we're going to be moving because our, our lofts, our entire loft building, it's it's really sad. It's getting yeah. um, torn down for for development and tons of our artists are losing their creative loft space. And so we're, you know, within the looming feature. So we're going to be moving. So I'm kind of like so excited to just have like a blank slate and like mm-hmm. I will be able to just like have a different, um, a different space to, to set up. So I really like, I just... I really want to start from scratch and really make it funky and really like everything I want to be like intentionally placed mm-hmm. and like, um, so I'm really excited about that. So, Yay. so exciting. Sewing spaces. <laughs> well, just a reminder that we've got some really fun things going on on SoDaily.com right now. We have our Belford backpack sew along is oh, live yes. and we've definitely, that's been a popular one. People are really liking that backpack. Um, it's a great fall project. You can make it in so many different fabrics, um, so many creative opportunities there. And then also a reminder to just stay strong and keep watching Stitch Lab on So Daily Network yes. on YouTube. Um, loving how this series is rolling out. Every episode is like, oh, yeah, I forgot we talked about that. It was so much fun. So I feel like and hopefully that comes across. I think it comes across. But those are launching every other week right after the new releases of the podcast. So that's I feel like that's a good weekend thing. Just put it on in your sewing space and clean and reorganize and and watch and learn that. something and learn something. Absolutely. Have fun. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think there's fun to to watch as we they were fun to as fun to create and experiment yeah. with. So much fun. They really were fun. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In retrospect, right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm going to Oh, Billy just settled down in a sunspot in my sewing machine. I mean, my sewing machine, my sewing studio. I'm going to take Amanda's a picture right. And Amanda's cat is blocking her camera right now. Gus has decided this episode is done. (laughs) All right, Gus. Well, if Gus says so. All right, everybody. Have a great week and happy stitching. Uh Happy stitching. Go to the show notes to see my bunny picture. <laughs> and I, we should we all post like a picture of our sewing studios? Just Ooh. I we oh, should no. not have any studio shake. <laughs> oh. Let me clean up Messing first. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yes, we'll maybe see. the clean version. I'll try to get a picture of my uh, sewing table though. Okay. Probably not till after the con. All right. All right. Fair enough. Happy stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is Director of Content, Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing, and Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew & Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com.